0: Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swenson. In this series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, and other creatives, where we discuss the habits, routines, and methods of a creative life. This episode is brought to you by freelancerclass.com. At Freelancer Class, you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money as a writer, marketer, graphic designer, virtual assistant, or an accountant online. Make a little extra money or place your income full-time at freelancerclass.com. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Misha Green, the showrunner for WGN's Underground. Misha's first script landed her on the blacklist. It also led her to several writing gigs on shows like Heroes, Sons of Anarchy, and Helix. As the co-creator of Underground, Green wanted to sink her teeth into a series about runaway slaves and the Underground Railroad. The series just wrapped its second season, and the creators believe that they have compelling ideas to take the show forward several more seasons and well into the Civil War. In Underground, the country is on the brink of war, and the fight for freedom is more dangerous than ever. Green Series shows some of America's first heroes as they fight for freedom in America.
1: I uh, grew up in Sacramento. It's- you know, nothing really exciting about Sacramento. You know, you kind of mine for gold in sixth grade, say gold in the river, and it's all downhill from there. So after that, I you know, when there's nothing to do, you kind of start imagining things to do and imagining other worlds and going other places. And that kind of, you know, storytelling in my imagination led me to NYU, And NYU there, I was like, oh, wow, you can be a screenwriter. People write these movies. That's a thing you can do. Um, And from there, in a short path, I guess, to Underground, um, it started, we had just finished Heroes, and uh, Joe Bacasti, my co-creator, and I, I said to him we should do a show about the Underground Railroad, and he was like, I don't know that much about it. We should do some research. And we started doing research and kind of, That's the beginning of it where we found our way into the underground.
2: And these characters, um, both the slaves and the slave owners, there's some real depth to these characters. What kind of research was involved? Where did you originally start?
1: Well, we started with anything and everything we could find. And one of the things was um, actual enslaved narratives that are at the Library of Congress, where you can hear people who were formerly enslaved telling about their lives in their own words. I think that for us kind of opened the world because again it it turned these people it turns people into people who laughed and loved and cried and also suffered and also fought back. And I think it's where we really started to find where we were to tell the story, which is the story of the Underground Railroad, which is that it's a story of revolution. It's a story of American heroes who are superheroes. And we both, Joe and I come from a drama background, so we knew, we were like, oh my god, this is just another story about superheroes we get to tell. And then you have to continuously research and research and research. It never stops.
2: I've read that you and Joe push one another to tell better stories. What does that entail?
1: Well, we have this method where we we set up the script because we have different characters, so we split up the script by characters. We each write it, we put it all together, then we swap sides, he rewrites me, I rewrite him, and then we swap sides again, and we, we do the same in our room, in the writer's room. We go, great, we break a story, and if everybody's excited about that story, we break the next story, and the next story, and then we go, what's the worst story in this? Now we have to make that the best story. And then once you start doing that over and over again, all the stories get better. And so I think it's that, it's something that Joe and I found when working um, on a script on Heroes and doing an episode of Heroes together when we first met. It works really well, especially when there's no ego in it. It's just like, what's the coolest thing, the most exciting thing, the most Truth we can tell in this story, and that wins out, and you just stop doing it when you know on TV you have to produce episodes at some point.
2: I've read that you also have about five seasons planned out. I think you described it as a slow burn. Um, are you finding it uh, easier or more enticing to write historical fiction?
1: Easier. I don't think anything's easier. I think you know with historical fiction, you always have to kind of navigate the landmine of the truth of what really happened in that time, even though you can have characters whose truth is different than what actually happened. I think what we found is always having those signposts and luckily, you know, with a story like the Underground Railroad, it's 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 a thriller. It's already baked into everything they were doing. We often find ourselves going, Oh my God, I can't believe you know, there was a person who kicked out all the pills at the bottom of every pill on the plantation and then set the cotton fields on fire and then ran and no one could put the fire out. So they were all focused on that. Like that is a story you can't make up. It's just there. So, so I wouldn't say it's easier, but I do love that there's gems that we can, we can find from the real history and the real people.
2: After spending so much time um, on the research and writing, what's it like to shoot on location?
1: It's a whole different beast, I would say. You know, I think that we've spent, especially in season one, when we've spent all that time working on the show, but then you step onto these plantations. And there's just so much more weight to it all that I don't think you realize until you're there, until you're walking through actual enslaved quarters, until you're standing there looking up at a tree and this huge, gigantic tree outside of this plantation home and you're wondering, How many people have hung from that tree? So to shoot, I think, you know, even with the actors, everybody starts at the minute we stepped on that soil. We're like, okay, this is a story. This is a story we have to honor. We have to honor the people who were part of the story. And that means telling every facet of it.
2: When you were doing the research, is there a favorite character that you were really looking forward to writing?
1: You know, I think your favorite character is the one you're writing the moment and then the next moment, something crazy and interesting that you never saw happening happens with another character. So I think all of them, one of the reasons we especially had so many in the first season is because we couldn't just pick one. We just kept being like, oh, oh, we got to do this story. We have to have this kind of character in this story. So, I mean, if I had to choose, I would say Rosalie only because It was one of the journeys we talked about the most was her arc as, you know, going from this shy um, house servant to this person who goes all the way through this 600-mile journey, gets to the end of it and says, I'm going back, I'm going to learn from Harriet Tubman and become, you know, a conductor on the railroad. It's just that kind of arc to be able to write that is very exciting.
2: I've also read in a different interview that you um, really enjoyed the debates in the writer's room. Can you name an example of a debate and something that came really great out of it?
1: I mean, i love, yes. Yeah. You know, for me, when people have strong opinions about something, you know you're on the right track with the story. Um, this season, I believe, yes, yeah, this season we had a lot of strong opinions about um, the Miss Ernstine character because... Last season, she was the head house slave in the house. This season, she was out in the fields and she was, you know, in this abusive relationship. Um, and some of the writers thought they were like, well, This is not Ernestine. She's stronger than this. And I was like, Yet there are parallels to her sleeping with the master of the house. That's an abusive relationship. So really, she's just having cycles again right now of the same thing. And how many of us, you know, repeat these terrible cycles. That's very human. And I think that that was a very contagious thing in the room at so first because they they had seen her as such a, a strong character, which she is. But there was also, you know, this darkness in her that I think we really we, we need to explore and understand for her to move beyond that. But again, I think when those arguments are happening, so that's when I get the most excited because I'm like, that's, the audience is going to have these arguments. You know, we have the same thing with uh, Rosalie and Noah, and Rosalie hiding her pregnancy from Noah. There was a lot of strong feelings about that, and to me, that could of uh, Rosalie deciding to hide her pregnancy from Noah and how angry is Noah going to be about that, and who's in the right and who's in the wrong, and that exciting to me because, again, I'm like, this is the same conversations the audience will be having when they watch it, the debates they'll be having, and it's just so interesting to kind of try to straddle both those lines and understand why it's creating such strong feelings.
2: Outside of your original research, what kind of uh, cinematic influences are involved with underground?
1: Well, mostly the genre is horror, so I always think there is always a level of that coming into play um this season we talked a lot about how do we um we talked a lot about episode three which was um mostly, as we called it red admitting through the woods and we, we just kind of you know joe and i pick and pull from anything that's exciting and interesting to us we talked a lot about in crafting this season the leftovers and how that shows you know, takes you individually with each character every episode and kind of deep dives with them. And that wasn't something we had done in season one, and we really were interested in doing that now and kind of going deeper with all of our characters
2: this season. Um, When did you decide to add contemporary music onto the show? I know the first, the pilot episodes um, got the Kanye West song mixed in and, and some other ones as well.
1: Yeah, that was um, in the original script. We opened the script with Kanye's Black Skinhead plays on the track. Um, From the start, we wanted to use contemporary music because we felt that music is kind of this bridge of time. You can listen to something from the 1800s, a song, and it could still hit you in your heartstrings just as if it was made today. So we really wanted to kind of use that to show, you know, that this this. Subject matter isn't historical, it's not something that's just a painting on a wall. We use the music to help us pull the painting off the wall and live in it.
2: What can you tell us about what viewers can expect next, or possibly even in Season 3?
1: We've been moving towards kind of the Civil War, which is inevitable. And I think what in our research we found that was so exciting, that was new even to me, was this idea that the underground was a natural spy network for the North. So I think it's just kind of, it's exciting, we're exciting about using the long-form television to explore the Civil War and to do it through this kind of spy network. Um, and that's pretty much where, where we're headed.
2: What advice do you have for young writers, or even young minority writers and, and filmmakers who want to get into the business?
1: I would say be bold. I think, you know, follow the story that you want to tell. I think when people try to mold their story sensibilities into what they see already on the screen, that's where things get a little bit lost because we want new stories. We're all craving it. So I would say to keep writing and then, you know, keep writing the thing that you want to write because other people will love it too.
2: And you've kind of transitioned. Did you start off writing films and kind of moved into television? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, my first thing that I sold was a, a script a feature scripts and I did a couple of feature stuff before transitioning
2: into TV and staff writing. Are you enjoying the collaborations with television more? I'm sure there's more writers and more conversations about the projects.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love television. I love sitting in the writers room. I love, you know, again, it's just so fun to have those debates to have, you know, to literally go off topic in the writer's room and they'll spark some other idea for something else. It's just to be around creative minds who who think about storytelling the way that I think about storytelling. It's always been so fun. You know, when you're writing features, it's kind of just you sitting at your computer in your room alone, Um, which also is fun, which is why I became a writer, but being in TV in the landscape and collaborating and working with directors like Anthony Hemingway who, you know, his creative sensibility influences us, too. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot. It's, you know, it's not a bad job.
2: <laughs> so um, all the viewers should recognize Harriet Tubman. Are there some other people we may see in the next few seasons uh, that they'll recognize as well? Yes.
1: Yeah you know, we said from the beginning we wanted to kind of start with fictional characters and really follow their journey 600 miles north, and then we were going to introduce the historical characters by Carrie Tubman and then Mike Frederick Douglass, who we also introduced this season. And I think, you know, definitely, we'll definitely be seeing more people, for sure.